Hey, welcome back to Is This a Bad Time with me, Jenny. I always get so nervous when I come on as if it's not my podcast. Um, but I have a guest today because last week I think I mentioned that I wanted to have my friend Yuri come on. She's over. <laughs> it's not a recorded video <laughs> podcast, so you can't see her. But she's here today. And I think our friendship is like, it's always like, um, what is it? I feel like we're pretty close considering we didn't ever really hang out. And you know what I mean? Yeah, because like, we, we met through a mutual friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like we're close considering... We just like we're into the same things, I feel like. Yeah. And we like just get uh-huh. we just get each other. Yeah. <laughs> She's a Taurus. I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. I hate Taurus men though. <laughs> Except for Jason. The only Taurus man I I like. And Taurus women are they're cool. They're kinda crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Are they a yeah. Taurus woman? Yeah, Taurus oh. women can be kinda oh. crazy. But like a good crazy. Anyways, um, I have Yuri on here because, well, Yuri, tell us, how did you warm up your voice before the podcast? <laughs> um, so on my way over here, I did some karaoke. You know, I figured I should, because I wasn't talking at all today. So I was like, well, I should probably warm up my vocal cords before I come here. But I might have done um, Literally did the, the opposite, opposite of what you should be doing. <laughs> No, but it's good. And I just thought it was funny. It was funnier before. Like, you had to be there. I should have pressed recorded. I should have pressed record, but that's fine. Um, No, we have a more serious topic today, obviously. But Mm -hmm. we're going to try to make it lighthearted and fun and, you know, full of uh, hope, if you will. Something a little bit more. It's not, like, all, like, depressing, you know. But it is, like, a serious issue. Um, We're talking about... Eating, eating disorders, disorders. <laughs> but we're talking mainly about um, binge eating disorder because that's what we have. Um, would you say you still actively have it, or um, walk, walk me through your BED journey? Okay, well, so I didn't start off with binge eating. Mm-hmm. I started off with orthorexia, which is like it's similar to anorexia, where you restrict your intake of food yeah um but it's you're primarily focused on only any on only eating like a health what you deem healthy or you think is healthy um so it started for me in high school I was a junior um and this is so terrible I would only let myself eat 700 calories a day you guys that's not good that's terrible <laughs> do not yeah, do that it's awful um, and then I, I thought I was being good cause I was eating like, I would eat like salads and protein shakes, but then that's like all I would eat. And mm-hmm. sometimes I wouldn't even put anything in the salad. I would just eat the lettuce. The lettuce. Oh my God. Yeah. I would, it would just be lettuce and like mm-hmm. a little bit of dressing and I would be like, mm, this is a meal. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> a 20 calorie meal. Um, but that went on for almost two years and my health was severely affected by that um and um it's still it the effects still 
are in my life today. You know, like mm. I, I told you, I have, you know, like. Yeah, you guys, I did her nails and they're <laughs> extremely brittle yes. and because she's literally killed all the protein in yeah, her nails. Uh-huh. And I say that in a, like an educational way because <laughs> that's not good, you guys. Don't do that. Don't restrict your calorie. You have to have a balanced mm-hmm. diet. You know, mm-hmm. what we're learning here from Yuri's experience right. is that we have to treat mm-hmm. our body with the necessary nutrients to kind of keep it afloat, not just 20 calorie salads. That's mm-hmm. not going to work, especially in high school when you have like all the things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. I was only, yeah, I was only 15, I think 15 or 16 when I first, yeah. mm-hmm, when I, when I learned that I had an eating disorder. Um, yeah, like my, basically my, my health was just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really affected. Like my hair got really thin and, um, I basically gave myself an iron deficiency because this was almost 10 years ago and I still have to take supplements for my iron levels. So it's the, it's, (laughs) it's the permanent damage that she did to her body. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately, but I'm binge eating. So how, how, um, how did that happen? So I eventually recovered from, um, orthorexia after I was, I was meeting with a nutritionist and um, a psychologist. Um, so I think uh, I got back into regular healthy eating patterns probably my senior year of high school. And I was doing really good up until probably sophomore year of college, I think. Um, I, so this is, this is super um, fun. I, as I was dealing with an eating disorder, I was also dealing with depression Love that for you. (laughs) That is so fun. So um, it was sophomore year, and I had just gone through like a big friend breakup. Um, I was feeling really, you know, feeling really alone, and um, I fell back into unhealthy eating patterns. But this time, it was binge eating, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I can't remember like exactly how it happened, but I was noticing that I would. Um, like I would be snacking a lot more than I usually did and it wouldn't be like it it would start off like snacks but then it became like big meals throughout Mm -hmm. the day and then it got to the point where I would be eating like 3,000 4,000 calories in one sitting Mm -hmm. and then it was just like a continuous thing from there I, I knew it was bad and I knew it wasn't healthy but I couldn't it was just yeah. You, you can't know, really help it. Yeah, it's just yeah. an urge, and it's hungry. You can't feed. Yeah, you can't, it's as hungry. You can't satisfy. It's so weird because uh-huh. like people will never like if you don't if you've never been through that you don't get it especially like because the restricting your diet I will I won't understand that because I never restricted my diet in that way because I just loved food. <laughs> I just like would never deprive myself of like anything that I wanted. And I think that's where like mine started because I used to like be like super like, I can't eat that. Like that's just going to like make me gain like 20 pounds Mm -hmm. and it would be like one slice of pizza. Mm -hmm. Like in reality, that's probably not going to do much damage. But I was like in my head, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so huge. And I think that's where like my body dysmorphia came from Mm -hmm. because I don't know, like I think like the, like my family and you know, not my friends, but definitely my family would make me feel like I was bigger than I actually was. And I think Jason even like pointed it out because 
it was like a while ago. I was like asking him. I was like, oh, Jason's our mutual friend, by the way. Um, she has <laughs> most of most of the people listen literally know who Jason is. But um, he like I would ask him for like advice on like what to wear, like if we go out or something like that. Like we'll FaceTime and I'll be like, oh, this looks like so big on me. Like I look so big. And he said, no, it does not. And like he like kept saying it to the point where I was like, okay, so maybe he's like not lying. Like Jason doesn't lie. You know him. Mm-hmm. But he would like never say something mean either. And so I was always just like thinking like, oh, he's probably just saying that. But I like look back at pictures of like even like maybe like a month or two before of like a present time. And I'd be like, I actually was not as big as I thought I was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it was like weird. And so that the fact that I had that in my mind, I was like, okay, so I can't eat. And then that I would binge eat because mm-hmm. then I would think, oh, it's not going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So binge eating is weird. Okay. Here's the thing. Yuri's been like professionally diagnosed. I have not. I just want to disclaimer that. Like, it's not like something you can like say, but I'm pretty sure I have it because I'd be eating and then I make myself throw up. That's not great. I don't know Yuri that. looks at me. She said, <laughs> uh, Well, you, you know, that's not. No, it's not. <laughs> she said, you know, that's not good, right? <laughs> no, it's not good. You know, that's not, bin- that's not just binging, right? No, it's not. It's uh-huh. like it's a, a... Yeah, we don't uh-huh. have to talk about it. Okay, fine. <laughs> you can say it. I know. It's, it's, an, it's weird because, like, it's still weird for me to talk about because it's a new realm for me, mm-hmm. I think. A lot of my friends, like, none of my friends really, as far as I know, none of my friends have it. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't know that I had it. So, you know. But it's a new thing, and, you know, we're going to get through it. (laughs) But it's hard. You know, it's one thing to talk to a professional about it, but then, you know, when you're by yourself and in your personal life, you know, it's it's not, okay, it's not good that there are people that can relate to you in this, this, um, in relation to this health topic, but it's... it, it can be comforting, you know? No, it's, like, so... I mean, like, as much as I hated that you went through that, it mm-hmm. was nice to mm-hmm. talk to somebody that got it, you mm-hmm. know, that understood where I was coming from. Because, I don't know, I think for, like, the... Okay, you guys, I didn't even realize that. Let's <laughs> just backtrack a little bit. Me and Yuri got dinner, I think, like, what, two weeks ago? A week and a half ago? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, a week and a half, two weeks ago. And... Me and Yuri don't get along. Like we, not that we, not that we don't get along. We don't get together often, but like when we when we make the effort to, it, it does happen and it's fun. And those late car rides, you guys, when you get to talk, that's when you get to like talk. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we were talking about eating and all this stuff, and you know, we were like. You know, Yuri cuts her carbs down by cutting her sushi rice in half. Did you guys? <laughs> I'm not just, it's not just for carbs. It's for the fullness. It's for you the know? fullness. I'm there I to know. eat the fish. I'm not there to eat the rice. Yes. You know? And also Yuri, Yuri is a, in a lot better place now, you guys. Right. It's Would been, you say? Yeah. It's been years now since I've, I've overcome the worst of it. You know, there's, yeah. there's always, I, I think for me, this is just me speaking about my experience. I think it's eating disorder is always going to be something that's going to be part of my life it's always something I think about subconsciously maybe even every day yeah yeah but but definitely I can I can confidently say that the worst of it is over yeah it's been years since then yeah mm-hmm. I feel like you're I feel like it's always gonna be maybe almost like a triggering factor you know if 
you're ever I think it's almost like a triggering thing if you go out and someone says something or you kind of mm-hmm. just have to like take a minute to yourself and be like okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that triggered me but it's like it's fine but yeah I think you seem a lot better yeah. which is good <laughs> happy for you the worst is over for me yeah I hope so <laughs> yeah we can only hope and you know you have to take it day by day and you know it can't be you can't put too much pressure on yourself mm-hmm with that kind of stuff you know food is in our everyday life and I think that's why it's hard to like mm-hmm. it's hard to overcome something that's always there mm-hmm. you know what I mean an issue that you're always thinking about like literally I'm always thinking about food if I'm not thinking about something like a trip I'm thinking about food do you and do you view food as like comfort mm. I view it okay wait let me disclaimer to the people again because <laughs> so I guess I have bul- bul- I guess I have bulimic type tendencies. Ew, I don't like to ew, ew. <laughs> ew, I hate admitting to that, but like obviously we're that's what we're here to talk about. Um, and also bulimia is not specifically binging and purging. No. Purging as in throwing up. That's just purging up. Yeah, that's yeah. just throwing up like making just, yourself throw up mm-hmm. like regardless of if you eat or not. I just happen to have a little bit of both (laughs) but um that didn't really start until recently though like the throwing up thing because I got the stomach flu back in April and I was throwing up a lot Uh and I think that's like kind of what kick-started my throwing up I was like wait no obviously it's not a good thing you guys but I was like wait this is I'm like skinny (laughs) I have to laugh at it though. You're you have to laugh with me. (laughs) 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 No, I have to laugh at it because that's what makes me feel better. It's like not as awkward. But um, anyways, yeah. So I will update the people as we go forward with my thing. But yeah, so I think yeah, that's how my my bulimic part started. But binge eating was always like. Mine wasn't really bad, though, until I think, like, last summer. Last summer until, like, pretty much recently, like, within, like, like last couple months. Like, maybe April. Yeah. May, though. May was the last time I binged, though. But I, I, I ordered a really <laughs> big order of food, but I didn't eat it all. I, like, got halfway there, and I was like, I'm better than this. So I didn't binge eat it, but I did binge order. Mm-hmm. So that's like a step forward. But it's good. Yeah, the self-control is the self-control is getting a little better every day. Yeah. And I think it does help for me to like talk about it because after I talked about it with you, that was obviously before I talked to you, but ever since then I feel like really a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, social media does have an effect on you. And so I think fully stay on the right side of TikTok. And what I mean by that is I see a lot of body positivity type stuff on there and, like, really uplifting stuff. And I think that does really help. And my friends are really, like, uplifting and nice. So mm-hmm. it's nice. Um, I did get dinner with a friend last week. And the thing is, I hadn't eaten all day at work. Like, I didn't. And that wasn't by choice. Like, uh, we were just so busy at work. And usually if I'm busy at work, I have, like, maybe 10 minutes to eat, like, couple bites of food Mm -hmm. but 
I was literally like, I think I ate like maybe when I sat down with him, he was like, oh, I'm so hungry. I ate like just like I didn't eat a big lunch. So I'm like super excited to eat. I was like, yeah, me too. Like I ate two bites of rice and maybe like three pieces of broccoli like for the whole day. And then I had like a like a coffee or something. But that's not really like a that's not like a sustainable meal to take you through. Like literally I work from like 930 to eight, seven, 930 to seven, you know, like that's usually what the rush is. So I was like, I would be a corpse by the end of the day. I was like so dead. But like, I think I just like I'm used to it now. So it's not like um, I don't like even think twice about it. But when I told him that he like looked at me, he's like, that's all you ate. That's like that's not good. Like you know what I mean. Like he was like telling me he was like that's that's not that's not the vibe. And I was like yeah I know. And so like as we were eating, we got Japanese barbecue. And so you know you have to cook and like eat as you go. Like everything I we were cooking, I was like putting it on his plate only. I think I'd only give myself like a couple pieces because mm-hmm. I didn't. I like felt I felt guilty to eat it. You know what I mean. And I was like here eat eat. Mm-hmm. And he's like why is all the food, like, why, why are you putting on, on, on my plate? Like, you know what I mean? He was, like, wondering why I put on my plate, his plate only. And I think I, like, told him, I was like, oh, I'm full. I'm already full. He's like, you only ate, like, two pieces. <laughs> He's like, you only ate, like, two pieces. I was like, yeah, I'm full. What do you mean? So, yeah, I, I ended up eating. He put on my plate, which was really nice. And then I had, like, this, like, weird, like, what is it? Like, this weird, like, epiphany thing where I was like... Like, I think that was, like, when I actually realized I had, like, a problem. And I was, like, okay with, like, telling people. Mm-hmm. So after that, I actually texted him the next morning. And I was like, hey, like, I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode. He might not. He might later in life. He, he told me he would, like, listen to my podcast if I wanted him to. Because that's what good friends do. <laughs> um, no, he, I, I texted him and I was like, hey, just like, you, it was probably second nature to him though. You know what I mean? Like it was probably like, he didn't even think twice about like giving him like food, mm. like giving me some food. <clears throat> but like to me, I was like, that was really nice because I was like, you know, someone like wanted me to eat and said it was okay for me to eat. Mm-hmm. So I texted him and I was like, oh my God, you're like looking at me so intently. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're just like listening. About <laughs> I think like, I have a staring problem. <laughs> <laughs> or I, con- I have some strong eye contact when not, I talk to people. <laughs> not even. I just feel like I'm talking too I'm much. I'm going to look over here. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Was I doing the same to you though? I don't know. I, I, I just like eye contact when when oh people are God. talking. So. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay, so I was literally, like, telling him, I was like, thanks for making me feel like I could eat. I know it was, like, second nature to you. And that's, like, when I told him I had an eating disorder. And he was, like, I don't think he was expecting that out of me. And so, and he takes, like, a, he's, like, like kind of awkward. He's just, like, kind of an awkward person. Jacob, you're listening to this. Sorry, but you are kind of awkward, just like a little bit. When people are like being serious or something like that, he gets like a little bit like, Ugh. I think. Or maybe he just doesn't know what to say. It's one or the other. Anyways, after I sent him that text, I felt really good to tell like, because a little background story on me and Jacob. We've been friends since like high school. 
uh, not not middle school, but definitely high school. And like we kept up with this tradition of like every couple months we'll get together, we'll get dinner, and we'll catch up. Not, we don't really have mutual friends, so it's like literally just me and him mm. that can get together. We have like mutual friends, but we're not like super close. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, is that I felt so much closer to him from that dinner that I felt like I could tell him. And like we talked about like um, family stuff, which is kind of nice. So this is like kind of off topic, but it's nice when you can finally like open up to people about certain things in your life that you didn't think you could. Mm -hmm. And he fortunately... Like, he's, like, the type of person, like, he's the type of friend for me that he was, like, he opened up a really nice, like, um, welcoming space for me to feel comfortable saying stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't pry anything by any means. Like, he wasn't, like, trying to figure out what I was doing. He didn't try to figure out, like, what was going on in my life. I just felt comfortable enough to tell him. So I think that's really important when you're going through something like an ED because Mm -hmm. I think it's better to talk to people about it. Even if they don't get it, because then you don't feel so, like, in your head about it. Like, did you ever tell, like, any of your friends about it, like, at the time? Um. Because I didn't know you had an I don't, eating mm. disorder. But we weren't, like, super close when you were going through that, though. Yeah. Um. I don't think I did. Uh, I was super ashamed about especially about my binging disorder mm-hmm. um because I was noticeably putting on weight mm-hmm. you know um it wasn't until after so I, I went through this whole uh, weight loss journey at the beginning of quarantine and it wasn't until I was comfortable with my body that I was okay sharing Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it wasn't like I was going around, you know, telling people, hey, this is what I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If they... If they <laughs> it's yeah. the dead air for me. I said, she's still thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Now that I think about it, I don't, I don't know if I've ever told... I, I'm very comfortable talking about it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. If pe- people just don't... People don't ask, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. How did, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, so I... Are you, I don't want to interrupt... Are we good? I don't want to interrupt. Please, please. Please interrupt. interrupt okay. <laughs> I don't, so, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. No, it's okay. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I'm like the type of person that always has to talk about my issues. I don't know what it is because people are like, I feel like it's the normal thing to do to be like, oh, I don't really talk about my problems. I like to keep it private. You know what I mean? And I do to a certain extent. I didn't post on my like public story. I definitely post on my private story. And I just like Instagram's format. <laughs> a lot better about talking mm. like I feel like when I'm talking on Instagram it's like so much more like in depth and formal and like really like in tune with my emotions Snapchat's like for fun like for shits and giggles like Snapchat's definitely one of those apps where I don't take anything seriously but Instagram was was so I created like a close friends uh, story and it was literally I think maybe like 30 people maybe 40 people people that I like people that I had never felt any sort of judgment from that I wanted them to know because I don't know I think it's like I think I'm just like the type of person that likes to share like I like to share every aspect of my life if it can help someone else Mm -hmm. 
And so I know eating issues is always like a thing. It's never not a thing. Like whether you have a healthy one or whether it's binge eating or bulimic stuff, it's like everyone had like everyone in my life has had an eating issue at one way or another. And so I wanted to talk about it. And the surprising amount of like responses that I got, like people sliding up on my stories was really nice because I had girls like telling me like, oh my God, thank you for sharing this. I feel like, I feel like I can tell you that I was like, I'm going through the same thing or like, thank you. Like people were like calling me brave, which like hardly, I would not consider myself brave. I would just consider myself a loud mouth. Um, <laughs> I should have a big mouth, but I will say the way I articulated my message. I mean, it was like a full page and I like articulated that really well. I like, honestly, I love the way I articulate my words. I will say it's like one of my strengths. And so Hence the podcast. Hence the podcast. Well, I can write. I can't speak. Like, Uh. it's so weird. I should have just gotten, like, I should have just started a blog. (laughs) Anyways, that's for another day. But it was, it was nice for me to get messages from, like, you know, friends that I hadn't talked to in a long time. Like, I have my core group of friends, but I also have, like, friends that are like you, where I don't talk every day, but, Mm -hmm. like, we're still just as close as I am with my close friends and, like vice versa you know what I mean like I consider myself like friends with a lot of people and I want to keep it that way because I like I like being known that I can get along with a lot of different people you know so I think it's a good skill to have and so when I was having like just random people like that I like cared about like supported me it was like really nice and it made me feel all warm and mushy you know I was like (laughs) Stop. I didn't ask for this. But obviously, had I not gotten any responses, I would have felt like shit. You know, I would have felt so stupid. So obviously, I like the recognition at some degree. You know what I mean? And what else? What else? I just, like, literally had a brain fart. Um. No, I literally... I mean, that's it. <laughs> I literally posted on my story over the weekend. And if you're not my close friends, I'm so sorry. I was very selective. I was very selective. It was literally just people that I had never had any beef with. I've never felt uncomfortable with at all. I've never, like, felt any sort of judgment from them other than just the fact that they were, like, nice and supportive. Mm -hmm. Just, like, with anything in my life. Obviously, I don't go to each and every person, like, with my life problems. But, like, my interactions with them and, like, the vibe that I get from them. Very, like, loving people. So, yeah. I will say I was surprised at some of the people I thought would message me and didn't. You are on my list. <laughs> you are on my list. Do you know that Monica Geller quote? Do you watch Friends? I, I do. Well, yeah, I did. Okay, uh-huh. there's an episode uh-huh. where she asked Chandler if she's high maintenance. Uh-huh. And he said, You're, you are a little bit. And she said, you are on my list. Uh. That's how I feel about the people that did not, like the people that I'm like super close with that didn't like, that saw my story and didn't say anything. I said, hmm, red flag. You were on my list. It's okay. But other than that, I had a pretty good weekend. I was in Tulsa. So I think just like being able to to, like finally like be honest about my issues and hang out with my family was nice because my cousin is a she's a psych major or something like that I don't know she's like a she's going to med school 
like in like a year and a half. She's taking gap year. Anyway, it's not my business to tell. But she like she loves to like diagnose me and stuff like that. She's a, um, I think she's working to be a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she um, she loves to walk through my problems with me. So it was nice to have her like also be like a listening ear, as I was talking about that stuff. But yeah, that's okay. So I wanted to talk about the fact that you mentioned shame, like you felt ashamed. Uh-huh. And before the podcast started, I definitely wanted us to mention that fact that it's not a shameful thing, mm-hmm. but there is sh- there is a shameful complex that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And I really do think it's just because, like, I'm not saying bulimic isn't shameful, but I feel like people are more open about being bulimic than they are about binge eating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just, like, what I personally noticed. Mm-hmm. But... Obviously, when you binge eat, you gain weight. Mm-hmm. And so, by societal standards, when you get, like, weight put on, it's not always a good thing. It's not necessarily deemed as, like, an attractive thing. But I think bulimic is, like, trying so hard to be skinny and, like, losing weight fast. And people who are, like, strictly only bulimic are, like, super, super thin. You know what I mean? So, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Not that it's easier to share because they're both hard and they're both, like, with the same goal. They're both... They both have the same goal of being smaller. But binge eating makes you, like, bigger. I don't know. It's hard to explain, I think. And I'm trying to explain it in a way where it's not, like, offensive. But... As you were talking, I, I remember how my binging started now. Go ahead. It's because I, I, it was, I was originally trying to lose weight. Yeah. And I would eat, you know, relatively healthy in the morning and afternoon. And then at the end of the day, I would be, I would feel would like. Would you reward yourself with like fattier foods? Yeah. I would be like, oh, I ate really good in the morning and the afternoon. I'm just going to eat you know, a little bit. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I just can't control Indulge. my hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how. Okay. Uh-huh. I think I that's pretty normal though. I think that's mm-hmm. how like, I didn't, I didn't find it. I didn't do it like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to that point like that, but I definitely can see how you would have gotten to that point. Cause I mean, when you feel like it's a reward, you're going to make use of the reward and you're going to eat however much you want. But when it comes to binge eating, though, like you're you you're right. The hunger is never satisfied. But you then, can never be satisfied. But then there's that overwhelming guilt mm-hmm. after you're done eating. Oh yeah, uh-huh. don't forget the guilt. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I would be guilty as I was eating. Well, <laughs> like yeah, that's definitely. like the worst. As soon as I take my first bite, mm-hmm. yeah. you're like, why did I order all this uh-huh. and stuff like that? Yeah. But then, but then I had this mindset. I was like, it's already in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna eat today, yeah. and then tomorrow I'm gonna diet again. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then it's just a cycle. Yeah, it's a it's an unhealthy cycle for sure. Yeah, it is hard, especially when when you're um, the guilt aspect that comes with it. Because, I mean, to this day, when I eat something, I still feel guilty. You know what I mean? It like doesn't matter what it is. If I'm snacking, if I'm the, now when it comes to like drinking like juices, oh, I'm a sucker for juices. <laughs> like I love orange juice. I love pineapple juice. I love cranberry juice. <laughs> Capri Suns. I think I saw a pack. Uh, uh, box it was of supposed it. to be right. Re- oh, I didn't offer you one. I'm so sorry. That's for guests. No, I saw it in the in the recycling bin. No, it's for in the fridge. Oh. I have it for guests. Sorry, I didn't offer you one. I forgot. 
<laughs> she said, okay, Zero it's not for me, I know. <laughs> on Yelp. <laughs> so forgot. <laughs> Anyways, I did buy those Capri Suns for my client. <laughs> but you know, I'll sneak one or two when I buy it. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for flavored juice. I don't know what it is. Body Armor, the orange mango. <laughs> Forget about it. It's so good. Um, they're so not good for you, but they're not great. My sugar intake is probably terrible. Oh, tell me about it. Me too. <laughs> I, I told you this before. I know I, yours is bad. <laughs> I still, I have the biggest sweet tooth yeah. still. Mm-hmm. I eat chocolate probably every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. At least I hope in those moments you're not guilty. Because Moderation. You, well, I've learned, I've learned to, yeah. you know, not... As long as you're not eating, like, a family-sized pack every day, I think you're good. You're looking at me like... I have those moments, I won't lie. (laughs) But the thing is, like, you know, like, overcoming an eating disorder, it's baby steps. You're definitely... Mm -hmm. It's it's always a work in progress, I think. It's more intimidating to tell yourself to, to... you know, all at once restrict, mm-hmm. you know, rather than take it gradually. My God, cold turkey is probably the worst mm-hmm. method you could take when it comes to eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a good talk. I mean, we've already hit half an hour. Can you believe that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to convince Yuri to come on here. <laughs> she was nervous. <laughs> but I am glad you came because I feel like... I could not have possibly had anyone else come on to talk about this. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank God for your eating disorder, am I right? <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. We yeah, can this make... Is all, it was all for your benefit. Yeah, my, exactly. My eating disorders. Yeah, poor thing. <laughs> just a sacrifice you made for me. Thank you. Um, um, we we did talk about um, uh, in relation to Asian culture. I think we yes, wanted to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we could talk about Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what happens is that, like, okay, so, oh, we didn't even tell, okay, so Yuri is Korean. She grew up in a Korean household. Yes, ma'am. And with Korean family members. <laughs> and as you guys know, I'm Viet, Viet family members, Viet parents, all the things. But the one thing we have in common with our upbringing is that, like, it was, um, it was ideal for us to be small and skinny and just like like 95 pounds yeah like honestly like and and the thing is like okay here's the thing yuri how tall are you um five five yeah the average weight for you is i think like maybe like 130 right like Uh, according to okay here's the thing i use that term lightly because i guess according to like average medical standards you should have like a healthy healthy, amount of weight weight yeah yeah it's around that range okay i'll just say healthy amount of weight i'm not trying to put a number on it yeah but me being five five or me being five one i think i remember going to the doctor one time and he said i was supposed to only be like 110 pounds i was not 110 pounds let me tell you that right now i think i was like 150 and i think i was like in middle school you know, and there's like a, I understand where the doctors are coming from in terms of like, you need to like be healthy and like, you know, you just have to like have a healthier lifestyle or whatever it is. But the way he up came at me, he was like, you need to lose weight. Like um, you're too fat. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Pretty much. And this is, this is Asian doctor. No, it's just oh. like a regular American doctor. Uh-huh. Like, okay. Anyways. Mm. Anyways. So we, yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit like how that affected you 
Um, well, it's just hard. Yeah, I unfortunately, mean, really, in yeah. Asian culture, oftentimes your self-worth is in direct relation to your outward appearance, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it doesn't even... Sometimes weight isn't even the point. It's like... Mm-hmm. You gotta have like a good nose, yeah, a good weight, like face, face uh, like cheeks. Skin have color to be, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, skin color. I mean, yeah. Or, or not uh, um, the paleness of your skin. Yeah. No. Like that's the thing. the The entire appearance of the women matters so mm-hmm. much in Asian culture. Like mm-hmm. paleness. Like if you're the thing is like if you're more pale, that means like you don't work as hard and you're you live mm-hmm. a healthy, rich lifestyle. That's like where that ideal came from. You know, and this is, like, I think this is one of the most fucked up parts was, like, if you had, like, a, like, if you didn't have, like, a prominent nose, which is, you're born with that. <laughs> you can't really help what your nose looks like. This is the reason why plastic surgery is uh, so... So big in Asia. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't know if this is your experience, but my family has no... They don't hold back when it comes to what they think about you. Neither do uh, mine. What they no. think, yeah. How your appearance holds up according yeah. to beauty standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of just, I think I kind of just gave up on, mm-hmm. like, you look more like the standard than I do, though. That's it's the because thing. I gave in That's, to. You gave into it. The difference <laughs> the between me and Yuri is that I did not give in to that because I, first of all, I don't like being pale. You like being pale. Like, you I, like I that do. look. I do. It's a preference. I do. Yeah. This is all about preference. I mm-hmm. like being tan and I like my curvy hips and I like my legs and I like, you know, I mean, I could use a little, I could use an app workout or two, but that's all preference. And like, you know, I'd like, the thing with like also Asian women is that like, muscular is not even like considered like cute like being fit you just have to be thin uh-huh. and like dainty and brittle that's like what's considered pretty mm-hmm. there and I'm like oh I don't know not for me not for me like I can't be I like to have a little strength so I like I like your body right now like where is that I mean I don't know if you <laughs> I think we're always always trying to work on ourselves but better. I think you look good yeah. right now uh-huh. I feel more confident if that makes you feel better I think Thank you look you. great right now <laughs> Um, not that she didn't look great before. Oh my god, I have to watch myself. No, she like like the thing is Yuri looks like strong and healthy now. Thank you. Yeah, and I think you do put your health first a lot now these days, and like in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think if you grew up in an Asian culture, and if you don't even like the thing is, my friend, um, I have a friend who's uh, Arab, um, and she deals with a lot of. Uh, she deals with a lot of criticism when it comes to her appearance too. Mm-hmm. Um, not even like size, but also like tattoos. You know, I have um, me and you. We both have tattoos. She has tattoos, which is also it's, taboo in Asia. Yeah, uh-huh. they don't love that. But <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do? Get more because I don't care. Um, the thing is, I think my family is a little bit more. My family compared to a lot of Asian families are a little bit more open. Like they are a little bit more like. Like, they have given up on a lot of, like, the... Some people, like, really shun their family members. You know what I mean? Like, they are really, like, disowned. Mm. Personally, my family's not like that. They're kind of just like, ugh, like another one. You know what I mean? (laughs) They get more annoyed than anything. I think when I was younger, when I was younger, they definitely, like, used to be a lot more on my ass about it. But, you know, as you get older, I think they just, like... Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think as they get... As you get older, they, um... 
they just don't care what you do mm-hmm. in that regard to that. I mean, it's just a piece of skin, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I as long as I don't get face or neck tattoos, I think I should be fine. Or like big pieces. I'm like more into the dainty. Yeah, we're we're into the dainty look, mm-hmm. and I think it hides well. You know, mm-hmm. I got two this past weekend, the two new tattoos, and I'm gonna get two new ones when I'm in New York next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm excited. Um. Yeah, but that's just for tattoos, by the way. I was not talking about body image. I think my my mom is still... I mean, I, I say it all the time, and I do talk to my therapist about this. My mom definitely still, like, is on my tail about my weight and, like, the way I look. Yeah. I bet you she probably wishes that I did, like, your quarantine workout thing. Because <laughs> during quarantine, I did nothing but bake <laughs> and cook. You worked out. I put all my energy into losing the weight I mm-hmm. gained. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of feel like I got into another unhealthy pattern. I was, I was like, addicted to working out. You were. Yeah. I remember you telling was, us that. You were, like, working out, like, every day. I worked out every single day. I and would sometimes run. you would work twice a day, I think. Yeah, I would run. I would... I don't have the time for that. <laughs> I would run every day like 30 minutes and then I would do like another hour strength workout mm-hmm. body resistance yeah that's definitely not my lifestyle nowadays <laughs> it will never be mine but that's good for you I mean it definitely got to it kickstarted where you wanted to yeah, be uh-huh. um, I think you just were like oh I, I'm like upset. you're you have an addictive personality I think Maybe that's it. I think you might have an addiction. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there's a pattern. Maybe. You yeah. fall into an addictive pattern. It's all or nothing for me, I guess. <laughs> it's all about balance, Yuri. <laughs> Everything in moderation, right? You said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting better every day and we're learning and all the things. So mm-hmm. it's good. It's good to talk about it. And I hope this, like, give some insight because I do have some friends um that texted me over the weekend and you know it was very nice they were like these are like my my best friends too they were like so you know like very thankful that we're friends and all that stuff and she was like though I don't really understand what you're going through I'm always like I'm here for you if you like need like a friend and you need someone to listen to and that's always nice so if you have someone in your life that has an ED of some sort and you can't relate, you can just be, like, I think the best part is just to be, like, willing to listen about it. I think that's, like, really what it is because for the most part, it's, like, always in our head. You know, it's, like, such an internal issue. So, yeah, as long as you can, like, curate it and talk about it, I think it's helpful, like, as the person who's supporting. But as the person who is actually going through an eating disorder... You know, it's not a shameful thing. It's definitely good to find someone to talk about it with, whether it's your family or your friends or your therapist or whatever it may be. You can also DM me if you want. I did post on my story. I was like, you know, I will be that person for you if you don't have that person. And it is really weird to like, and it may feel weird to like talk to someone that you barely know about that, but hopefully someone feels comfortable enough um anything else you want to add 
It's Yuri giving me dead air. <laughs> I think we... I think we covered a good amount. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll have you come back on and we'll have, like, questions, like, that, like, a Q&A. Maybe that would be, would be better for me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you did good, though. You did good. I hope so. Yuri was really nervous about what to talk about. <laughs> I had to help guide. But you, I think you did really good. Okay. I have, yeah, I, I always feel like I ramble on and I don't say anything of substance. That's what we substance. mostly do all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, like, what we do all the time in our car rides and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think if I need to say anything else before I forget. I feel like I'm good. I mean, like in terms of like my own my own journey as of right now, because I definitely like still experience it. I'm still actively experiencing. Yeah, yeah. We have our moments, right? Definitely. But yeah, I definitely think I'm still like very knee deep into my disorder if you will um turns out i do have (laughs) bulimic tendencies which i was not aware of that's cool (laughs) i can only laugh about it it makes me feel better when i can laugh about it right Uh um but yeah it's yeah i think we're done here Well, thanks, Yuri, for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I so appreciated you coming because it was really, it's nice for the people to hear about Mm -hmm. this from someone who definitely, like, experienced, like, all the spectrum of, like, like, no, you didn't, you weren't bulimic, were you? Uh, I was orthorexic Orthorexic. first, and then um, I had a binge eating disorder. Okay, Mm -hmm. orthorexic, binge eating, and then obsessed with working out. Like, okay. I guess so. Mm, That's not an order. That's not a disorder, but it is, like, not something that you should be doing either. It's just me being Just just your your Uh addictive disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah. If you guys have any questions, DM me. Any concerns, DM me. Also, like, I I don't know if we said this in the beginning, but we are obviously not professionals. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer, this is just our own experience, Mm -hmm. and I am still actively learning about it every day. It's still, it's a relatively newer thing for me than it is for her. So, yeah, I think we're good, right? Okay, bye. Bye.